Hey there, it's Mara Schiavocampo, and you're listening to Motivated. Whether you work out regularly or someone who really watches your diet, or maybe you've slipped off the wagon or gained back some weight that you've lost, or you just need an extra push to help you stay on track, staying motivated is key. And that's why we're here to help. Every week, we're bringing you the top health, wellness, and fitness experts, along with a lot of really amazing everyday people. And it's all about helping you live a healthier and happier life. This week on Motivated, we're speaking to two people who have proven that age is no barrier. We start today's episode with Tao Porshan Lynch. At 99, she's one of the world's oldest yoga instructors, and now she's sharing her secret to living a stronger and healthier life. So today I'm here with Tao Porshan Lynch, a master yoga instructor, Guinness World Records, oldest yoga instructor in 2012. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. So you've been practicing yoga for more than 70 years. You've been teaching for more than 40 years. Oh, yes, more than that. I've been I've been practicing yoga since I was eight years old in, in uh, India. Now, when you came to the United States, yes. was yoga widely popularly practiced at that time? No. Did you ever think you would see a day like today where there are yoga studios on every corner and it is so no. common? No, I didn't. I, I thought it was something that was a private affair more than anything else. This was what, to learn to know your inner self, and that was more, more or less my path in life towards what I was doing. Now, do you practice yoga daily? Well, I, I teach sort of about uh, uh, two to three classes a day. So I, I guess that's practice. And when you're teaching, are you still going through the poses? Oh, yes. Why do you think daily yoga practice is so important? I think very important is learning how to really breathe properly. And people are sinking here like this. They're always drooping down. They don't, they give in too quickly to their inner self. They give when in you, too quickly to their inner self. What do you mean by that? They they'll do everything like this. And they seldom feel, how, when you're like that, how, how can you breathe? And the breath is important, why? Breath is the life force flowing through you. Breath is the life force. As you listen in to your own heartbeat, you're really tuning in to the Lord of creation right inside of you. And there is a way to breathe that unlocks that more than others, no? No, I think it's very important to learn the fundamentals of breathing. What is that everything in this earth in this planet breathes, all of nature. Mm. When people say to me about my age, I say, look at the trees. The trees are hundreds of years old. They don't just, you know, each winter, they don't die. They recycle themselves. When you're recycling yourself, you're breathing in the life force. When you're in touch with that, don't give in and just feel... Oh dear, I can't do this. First of all, I don't believe in that word. You can fruit and vegetables, 
The verb is to be able. You can fruit and vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the verb is to be able to know there's nothing you can't do because the breath of life within you is the door and you're the instrument. And what is the way to breathe that unlocks that most fully? Because you say don't hunch, you know, and you were telling yes. me earlier that there, if you do shallow yeah. breaths, it, it actually is locking energy. Well, the breath, the breath will only arrive here if you're doing right in the stomach. You're not getting it up into your heart. That's why people are like this, you know, it's tight. When you're moving in, just turn in and watch the breath flow up. It comes up like this, you know, really and truly. And it spreads out through every pore in your body. Sometimes I say to my class, listen in. Lie on your stomach and listen in to your heartbeat. You're really and truly tuning in to the Lord. You really are. You're tuning in because when your heart stops beating, then you go back to the earth. Now, you talk about practicing yoga because it gets you in, in tune with yourself. What is explain that to someone who may be new to yoga or to that concept that it's not just a physical activity? How does that physical practice help you get in touch with your spiritual and emotional self? I think when you give up and you're just sitting here and or you're spending over your like this, you get tired. Your breath is not working, you are only getting up as far as here. Your breath, your heart center, is the gateway to the soul. When you open up your heart, you're opening up the the Lord of life inside of you. Sounds funny, I know, but it's true. Whenever I can't breathe, if there's something in there, like I have trouble, I start again and I tune in. I don't let it go out in all directions. Let it come up through the center and bring it up. And just like I told you, the flowers come out of the earth and then they, they blossom. The same thing with, with the trees. The sap in the tree, if you go near, like the American Indians used to put their arms around the trunk of a tree and feel that energy flowing through it, that they considered was God. Mm. The same thing that's happening within you. When you're when you're tuning into that inner self, you don't get tired. I can do seventeen hours and everybody's getting off off a plane and they're all like this. Only because not because I'm somebody special, but only because when I I breathe, I don't let it get stuck down there. I need to open it up here. And, and you shared with me something that I loved because I'm, you know, you can't tell today because I'm wearing yeah. flip-flops because it's so hot, but I am a high heel lover. I, yes. I mean, I wear heels. I've always, since I was a little girl, I've always yeah. loved that feeling of walking in heels. And you have shared with me that you always wear heels. Yes. Including when? You did, you, you climbed a mountain? Yes, I climbed, uh, first of all, I climbed Darjeeling, which is up in the Himalayas. And uh and I, at the beginning, I was taking some of my students to India, and they took them to Darjeeling. And the first thing they said, Tao, you can't, you have to wear sandals or, or sneakers. I said, I don't wear them. And so 
I said, well, I'm going to wear mine. And I beat them all up there. <laughs> I got it. We were in Peru. We were in Machu Picchu. And this gentleman was very sweet. And he said, you know, you're, you're special. Somehow you, there's something in the atmosphere that you seem to breathe into. And so he let us go up in Machu Picchu. And I beat all my students up there. But now you're wearing heels, not just because you like the way they look, not just for fashion. No. You say there's there's actually a spiritual purpose to it. There is. The energy comes. If you just put your feet like that, you'll feel nothing in your in your body. Now put your feet and feel that rise in the instep here. Suddenly you feel here. Notice that it's it lifts you out of yourself. It works. I was asked to go and help somebody where older people were sitting. And they were all sitting like this. And they were giving up on the world. Mm. So they said to me, well, it's all right for you. And I said, why? So, well, you know, one of us is uh, 69, and one is 72, and another one is 76. I said, that's interesting. Then you're all my children. <laughs> I'm 85. This was a few years ago. And so I said, no, how about getting up? He said, but you're wearing your shoes. Don't you want to take them off? I said, no, my shoes are going to help me. So I had them all get off from the table. And they did what I said. When they sat down, they were no, no longer sitting like this. They were sitting up straight. I'm not. I'm not teaching anything special. But I it is very special. Yes, to believe, you know, not not for show off, but to believe in your inner self. Mm. To know that within you is the power to do everything. Mm. Don't let just your mind take over. You know, the mind is no good. It'll put all sorts of thoughts in. What am I going to do today? This and that. I don't ask my mind anything. When, when you I, say you don't ask your mind anything, what do you no. mean? Because most of us are having a conversation in our minds yes. all the time. And all the negative. How am I <laughs> going to do this? What am I going to do that? I don't do that. I say to myself, as soon as I get up in the morning, this is going to be the best day of my life. You say that it, to yourself in the morning? I say it to everyone. It's going to be the best day. In Jamaica, they're still dancing. Tau says, this is going to be the best day of our lives. 50 people. And why put something negative in your thoughts? If you put thoughts in there, then you'll, you'll, everything will go wrong. You materialize everything you put in your mind. So only materialize the good. Only materialize the good. What other lessons have you learned through yoga? It, it exists in it's in a oneness that is in all of us. A oneness that it brings you back to being, no matter who you are, no matter where you are in the world. Whatever you do is in on this uh, planet is energy, and you're in tune with it. Every when I was a little girl, very crazy actually. I had my ear to the grass like this. We had beautiful lawn. And my aunt went and I uh, 
she said to me, what are you doing? I said, I'm listening to the grass grow. So she told my uncle, she said, you know, she's getting crazy. She said she's listening. He said, no, she's not. Even that blade of grass has an energy. Otherwise, it would never get through the soil. So you're very sensitive to energies, to yes. pick up on them. When you meet people, when you walk into a room, are you able to discern the energy? Yes. What do you do when you encounter someone with negative energy? Well, I, I usually go on and uh, first of all, I ask them to come in and tell me all their problems. I say, now we've got it. Now we can wash that away. And now we can do some yoga. And now you can do everything and I have a little lady, she's 90. She's had problems all her life. They were going to operate on her. And I said, don't yet. Let's do some work. I'll work on your feet. And I'll bring your energy up through your feet, like this, up and uh, everything. And, you know, Cindy, the other day, she came in. She was just made for her 90th birthday. She said, you know, Sunny Tao, I feel better than I when I was 25, 26 years old. Mm. She said, I remember that because I was I had such pains and everything. Work on your feet. Your feet are wonderful. It's where the life force begins. It's the roots of everything in this universe, mm. you know? What are the lessons, do you think, in the yoga poses? You know, sometimes in yoga, I'm terribly uncomfortable. I want to stop. I'm having trouble getting that full deep breath because of the way my body is contorted. What are the lessons in that, in in pushing yourself to uncomfortable places physically? Just stop for a moment. I'll stop for a moment. Don't let your mind continue there. And if you can, just take a few breaths. And as you do, just think, I'm coming up and I'm going to fly, flower. I'm going to, there's nothing I can't do because this power that's in me is the door and I'm the instrument. So whatever happens, even if I'm feeling, get out of bed and the, the sun's not out and I love the sun, doesn't matter how hot it gets, I don't even put air conditioning on. I I love the heat, and I feel it. And I th- I think the the beauty of the atmosphere in this this universe is something that we can tune into. And you also believe that negative thoughts have a negative impact on they your body. Do. How? Because everything you put in your mind materializes. So when you get up, don't even say I'll do it tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. One minute after midnight is already today. Don't say I procrastinate. So I never procrastinate on what I want to do. When I come in and I look at all my students, and I'm so excited to see all of them come in there and really think that I can possibly help anybody. To me, that's what I'm on this earth for. Not not to spend my time thinking of all that can go wrong. Tune in and know that nothing's impossible. And tell me what you mean by that, nothing is impossible. Well, because nothing is impossible, that as long as I'm on this earth and I'm breathing correctly, that energy is continuing throughout my whole body. 
I just feel that I've been allowed to, to live here. And if, I, if I'm able to do this and help anybody, then, I, then I've had a reason for living. Otherwise, why are we spending all our time on negative thoughts? I don't waste. I don't want to waste time with it. Wow. Well, you. I'm certain you have helped countless people. You've helped me today, and I know those who are listening as well. Thank you so much for your time. This is called motivated, and you have left me motivated just to be more positive, which is a wonderful gift. Well, bless you. Thank you so much, really, for having me. Up next, you'll meet the 77-year-old CrossFit trainer who is not afraid of challenging men half his age. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a new vitamin brand that aims to help ensure you're meeting your body's nutrition needs. On their site, they ask you questions about your diet, your health goals, and recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process, and it takes just a couple of minutes. They send you your supplements in personalized daily packs, and that's so convenient. And you can save money when you're getting your vitamins there compared to your local health food store. Go to TakeCareOf.com and get 50% off your first order with the code motivated. All right, so I'm here this afternoon with Jacinto Bonilla. He is, we've been calling you the 77-year-old CrossFitter around here when we heard about your story. Um, You are a three-time CrossFit Games competitor, and you are the oldest athlete ever to compete in the Games. We're going to hear a lot more about your story. Thank you for being here. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I, I have a lot of CrossFit friends. I know that every CrossFit person has, like, their stats. They know what, like, their personal record is on certain exercises. I want to get a sense of how fit you are because you're in really good shape. So what are some of your most proud CrossFit stats, like your squats, your snatches, all those things that CrossFitters value so much? Okay. Uh, at CrossFit, uh, let's say the uh, the bodybuilders, they brag when they do the the, the, uh, the bench press. How, how much can you bench press? Right. But the CrossFitter is uh, this workout called Fran. I've heard of Fran. My husband wanted to name our dog Fran. <laughs> I told him no. So this, 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 all the elite CrossFitters that could do that in less than two minutes. Okay. So what's your time? My time is seven fifty. Okay, but you're talking about you're comparing yourself to the most of the right. people. How long would it take so, someone like me to do Fran? Okay. Uh, I'm in decent shape. Uh, okay. So, but have you done with weightlifting and? A little and bit. pull-ups. You could do pull-ups? I can't do a single pull-up. Okay, so friend is... <laughs> so I'm probably out, <clears throat> right? Friend is 21 thrusters, which is from the squat. You stand up and you push press. Okay, you do that 21 times. Mm-hmm. And then you go out on the pull-up bar and do 21 pull-ups. Okay. Then you go back to the weight mm-hmm. and do it 15 times. Go back and do 15 pull-ups and 9 and nine pull-ups. That's your time. Okay. The weight is 95 pounds. So you're thrusting 95 pounds 21 times and then 15 times and then nine times. Yes. At 77 years old. Yes. So how did you get to this point? You know, what's your fitness background? Have you always been interested in fitness? Yes, I always been in, uh, since since I was a child. Uh, we did a lot of, when I was younger, we had no weights, so we used to build our own weights. We used to put the big soup cans, we put cement in it, and put a pipe on it, hold it up with wood, and uh, 
the next day with his heart, we turn it around and put another can, another can on it, stand it up, make sure it doesn't bend or, or, or swivel around. So by the next day, we have weights. How much were those? How much did they weigh? <laughs> well, I never found out how much it was, but we used to do with those weights, we used to do uh, curls. We put it on our backs and do squats. We do lunges with it from from the back. Uh, to talk about no excuses. I mean, you guys <laughs> didn't have gym equipment, and you were still getting right. in a good workout. And at this time, day and age, you don't you never see the kids outside working or uh, uh, playing games like we used to do. We used to play kick the can, Johnny and the Pony. Everything was running outside. Now, now everything is uh, computer yeah, stuff. Looking down, looking down at your working phone. Working out their thumbs. That's it. That's all they they're, work work, they're getting an exercise for their hands. So, <laughs> right. when did you start CrossFit? Uh, back in 2006. 2006. So 11 years now. Yes. And what made you want to? So 11 years ago, you were 66. Yes. What made you want to start CrossFit? That's an intense workout. Well, I was, I was bodybuilding at the time. And I was doing the threatening, like I told you. Tell, yeah, tell me about that again. We were talking about that before okay. we, we went uh, on the air. But that sounds like an intense workout. We used to put, I used to put the threadmill like at 7 or 8, sometimes at 9. And you do it for three, 3 or 5 minutes. Get off and go to the pull-up bar and do like 10 pull-ups. Come down and do 10 push-ups and go back on the threadmill and do it again. And sometimes I would do a uh, sidestepping and overstepping, even grapevines on the treadmill. So you were doing this well into your 60s? Yes. And then you heard, how did you hear about CrossFit? I read it in a, in a magazine. I believe it was Men's Health, and they had a, something on CrossFit, and I read about it, and I got interested in it. You read about it in the magazine. You decide you want to check it out. What did you think when you went to your first workout? How old were you? I was, when I... I was 60, 67, uh, six, uh, 2006, and I was six, 60, 67. So you walked through the door. Uh, I didn't, there were no CrossFit gyms in, in New York. There were these guys there, the four guys, that they would used to do it in Central Park. And, uh, and I was always looking, and I met this guy, Keith Wittenstein, and uh, Five Points, uh, they started CrossFit in Five Points, so they used to have it all only on Saturdays. So I went there one time, and that ever since that, I've been in CrossFit. I met Keith Winston. He put me through a hard workout. First, he looked at me. He said, "Can you do pull-ups?" He said, "Yes, I could do pull-ups." <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, of course I could do pull-ups. <laughs> he could tell me, "Tell me, do three. So I did ten. <laughs> so he said, him. oh, you're a strong guy, okay. And what, so what was the reaction from the CrossFit community when you came through the door? I mean, once you've proven yourself, was it was it a welcoming environment? Was it challenging? Well, these uh, Keith Wittenstein and his, and his friends, that was in uh, 2006 to, that I met him, and 2007, in January 2007, I believe they 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 opened up the gym, and I was one of his first customers. 
And so CrossFit gyms are notoriously full of really young people. Yes. I went to a class. I'm 37. And I was amazed that like, it's like everyone there was like 22, 23, 26. You know, the old people were like 28. Right. What's that like for you, working out with people who are so much younger? Well, in the beginning, I was used to it. All, everybody was really young when I first started. But they were inspired by, you know, and some of them, they weren't in that great shape, but I was in shape. <laughs> <And> you were <laughs> in better shape than that. <laughs> and they were trying to beat me all the time. Some of them would say, man, I, can't, I just can't beat this old guy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember one time there was a heavy lady on my right and an FBI agent on my left. And he. this is because he told me this himself. He told me, I looked around, I saw the young the young lady, she was heavy, she, and I said, no problem there. So I looked at the guy next to me, which was you, and I I looked at him, gray whiskers, <laughs> baldy, no problem. <laughs> you know, so when the workout started, it was 75 squats. We do squats really fast. Right. So we started with the squats. Oh, wow, 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 he's next to me, he's going and I'm going and he's going he's going and he said at 50 I wanted to stop but the old guy would stop <laughs> <laughs> and I I made it go all 75 I'm broken so you motivated him <laughs> yes yeah he told me man I I would I wanted you to stop just for, for a second or two so I could stop <laughs> you say you wasn't stopping so I'm not stopping either. that's great it's that competitive spirit so what what is it that you love about CrossFit well it's uh, it's everything is inclusive you know like you have uh, pull ups you got weight lifting you got gymnastics involved you got the power lifting you got the the Olympic lifts you got the uh, metabolic, which is swimming and running and, you know, doing push-ups and everything, calisthenics. So that really got me, hey, this is all inclusive. So you learn a lot of stuff that you're not used to doing it. So that's why I say that I, at my age, I do a lot of things that, are, you know, that a lot of young people cannot do or are not willing to do because a lot of the young guys, they come in, and CrossFit, and they try it, it's not for them. They just say, this is too hard. <laughs> they too never hard. come back. So what's your workout routine like now, like on a regular <clears throat> week? How often are you exercising? How much time per session? And what are you doing? Like yesterday, we did uh, a lot of kettlebell swings. We did like 50 kettlebell swings and muscle-ups which is the rings. You pull yourself up and go in and get your head through, your body through the rings and come up and do a, a, a dips with on the rings. Right. And you do four of them and then you gotta come back and do 50 more kettlebell swings. So how many times a week are you working out? I work out from Monday through Friday. And then you and take I the take weekend off? The weekend. And you just rest? Yes. And how, how much time do you spend working out Monday to Friday? Monday through Friday, I just work out like I get to the gym sometimes. Uh, let's say I, I do, if I do the 12 o'clock class and I get to the gym, I try to get to the gym at quarter after 11 so I could warm up and do 
some push-ups, some pull-ups, some rope jumping, and various exercises to warm up and start. And when the class starts, I, I like to be broke with a with a broken sweat. So you're all warmed up. Yes. Now I heard you do something really interesting on your birthday. Okay. What do you do uh, on your birthday? Well, see that uh, almost all the workout, the hard workouts and CrossFit, they got names. I wanted to have a workout by myself, so me and my friend from CrossFit South Brooklyn, David Osario, uh, we got together and, and made a workout for for me. So <laughs> it's started, called the Jacinto. Yes, we call it the Jacinto Storm. <laughs> 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 so and we started doing a run around the block, and then come back and do a. It was. Uh, at the time, it was 68, 68 squats, 68 push-ups, 68 pull-ups, 68 wall balls, 68 kettlebell swings, 68 deadlifts, and back around the block, run around the block. That is a storm. That was the work. That's a really, really hard <laughs> workout. And so you do this on your birthday? Every birthday. And do you match the number of reps to your age that you're turning? Yes. So your last birthday, you did seventy-seven of all of those things. Yes, and this year is going to be seventy-eight. Now, do you do you? How does it make you feel to be this active? Because some people might say, "Well, does, isn't it running your body down? Isn't isn't it wearing you down?" But do you have the opposite effect? Do you feel strong? And I feel strong. It, it, it doesn't feel wear and tear at all. I I feel I feel great when I finish. Of course, when I finish the workout, it's. It's exhausting sometimes, you know, and it takes me a while to recover. But once I recover and I leave the gym, I'm walking fast. You know, it's <laughs> not that I'm walking. Oh my God! It's a I got to get home. No, I'm I'm alive. I'm I'm walking faster than most seventy-seven year olds. <laughs> well, it, it, yes. now in two thousand eight, you had a really big personal challenge. You were battling prostate cancer. Yes. What was that experience like for you, having to? Stop your training, which clearly is something that you're mm -hmm. so committed to, um, and have to fight this fight. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's whatever you're comfortable sharing. It's kind of hard to, I don't know. It's, for me, it's hard to talk about it, you know. But you, to do CrossFit, you have to have a certain mentality. Mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a mental component oh, yes. to it. Uh, Did that mental component help you through your fight? Because it, it's, once you find out about it, you know, it's, it gets, it works in your mind, you know, like, I can't explain it, but it, it, it let's say I was an x-ray tech, and somebody told me, oh, I found this, I got this, and, and you never had anything like that, and you say, oh, man, stay positive, come on, you know, you, you work through it, you know. But then when it happens to you, right. it's a different story. I said, oh, wait a minute. So I told the doctor, when he told me that right away, I told him, you know, let's let's see what I could do about it. Then he told me, hey, it's too late to watch. You know, because sometimes you, you prostate cancer, you have, you let it go and, and just the doctor keeps an eye on you. Mm -hmm. He told me, you're not, you're not a candidate for that. You, you're going to have to do something about it now. 
So I uh, I went to the surgeon, and the surgeon told me what to expect, and then he sent me to a radiation therapy, uh, a radiation doctor for cancer, and the doctor told me what it could happen. He told me sometimes the radiation wouldn't work, and then the, the surgery would be bad, worse than if you do it now. So I decided to have the surgery and have it taken out. But then two years later, I had the, my blood numbers started coming up again. So I had to go get radiation therapy. But uh, before that, I had, it took me like, like a, from January to around March. In March, I, was, I went back to CrossFit. But what happened there, the first exercise I did was a ring L-sit, and I, I got a hernia right away, an inguinal hernia. And then uh, I had to go back to the doctor and have it repaired. That was March 27th. So you, you battled cancer. You came back. You had an injury. You mm -hmm. had to deal with that. You have fought back from that. Yes. And now you're in fantastic shape again. Yes. What was the mental conversation like, the competitive spirit, the athletic spirit, that helped you through all those difficulties? Uh, I just wanted to get back. <laughs> um, and now you're doing fantastic. You know, a lot of people think of fitness as a vanity thing. You know, they want to exercise because they want to get smaller or because, you know, men often want to get bigger, more muscular. Okay. What benefits have you seen over your life in fitness that have nothing to do with how you look? How has being fit helped you over the years? Being able to move <laughs> freely. Being able to have the strength to do things that normal, a normal... Especially at my age. I see people my age, they, uh, they don't move as well as I like to move. And I just love the fact that I, I, I could move around like a young man. I, I, and I feel, I feel inside like I used to feel when I was in my 40s and so forth. You have such an amazing, inspiring story, such a strong person inside and out. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thank you. Staying motivated is a 24-7 job. Let's keep this conversation going. Send us your questions by using the hashtag motivated or tweet me at MaraCamp. Help spread the motivation by taking a moment to give us a quick review. Just click the link in the description of this episode. New episodes post Monday mornings. And don't forget, you can watch this interview anytime at abcnews.com. Motivated is a production of ABC News. Thanks for listening. I'm Mara Schiavocampo. Big thanks to the sponsor of today's episode. Care-of is a new vitamin brand that aims to help ensure you're meeting your body's nutrition needs. On their site, they ask you questions about your diet, your health goals, and recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process, and it takes just a couple of minutes. They send you your supplements in personalized daily packs, and that's so convenient. And you can save money when you're getting your vitamins there compared to your local health food store. Go to TakeCareOf.com and get 50% off your first order with the code motivated.